So on my phone right here, I have a extremely valuable post that came through our deep game forum very recently. And before I share it with you, I do want to give you fair warning. What we're about to discuss will be advanced and it may be challenging to understand the first time through, but if you stick with it, um, not to sound dramatic, but it will be like uncovering one of the fundamental secrets to life. And it's no exaggeration to say that this can literally change your life. Um, and I know those terms get thrown around quite often, but this actually can change your life. Okay, so let's get into it right now. Just pay close attention, stick with me, and we'll start out really simple. Okay, so just to read this post to you right here. Um, the post goes, so I find a lot of hoopers have a really bad tendency to always talk bad about other players, especially behind their back. I know this happens in most areas of life, but I find it very prevalent in basketball circles. I can't, I find myself doing it and I am aware that I do it, but I can't stop doing it. I think that's my ego taking over, but I'm not sure how should I approach something like this? So this is a common problem, right? It's something that uh, we've all seen before and it's pretty simple to understand. Um, the The problem is, you know, the, this habitual pattern of thinking, talking, and acting badly towards other players and specifically talking behind other players' back. So <laughs> this brought up a memory for me actually of a friend I had growing up that I played with and this particular person um, who we were very close early on um, in our career and then I, I don't think I've talked to him in a few years now but he was just a, a genuinely awesome guy okay and to <laughs> paint a little picture you you may have encountered somebody like this in your own life where um, this person was we'll call him John okay that's not his real name but we'll call him John for now John was one of those people that everything seemed to come to him very easily and not in a way that was um, slippery or anything like that. He just, everything happened kind of easily for him. He was like this golden boy where um, in, in basketball, he was given tons of opportunities by coaches despite the fact that he really didn't work all that hard on his game. He wasn't a super strong player, but coaches just had this soft spot for him where they wanted him to do well. Um, girls loved him in school. He always did really well in school. He didn't work especially hard at anything. He was very relaxed, very chill, um, but he just did really well at everything that he did. So John, as we're calling him today, John and I played for almost every year of my career. I think we started together in grade seven and then uh, all the way up until the end of high school, we played together. And like I said before, he was not a hardworking player. He didn't work a lot on his game. He didn't uh, have really big ambitions towards basketball. He just loved to play. And so, you know, he'd come to practice and games and whatnot. And then in the off season, he would kind of lounge and play Xbox or whatever it was, and then come back and start practice the following season. Really didn't put in any work. Um, but he was a he was a decent player. He was like, mid-level, I would say probably seventh or eighth man on our team, something along those lines, most often, um, most years. Now, I still remember in high school, our team used to have this routine where after every practice, after school, we would all crowd around on the bleachers and we would just like talk smack, okay? We'd be talking smack about other players, maybe something going on in the NBA. We'd be debating about who was better than who, who which NBA player would beat another one in one-on-one, -on -one. like regular stuff that I'm sure um, you've been involved in yourself after practice, normal, normal high school stuff. And what struck me about John was that no matter what you said, 
you could not get him to say a bad word about anybody. You couldn't do it. And it was so striking, especially in high school, because so many people are wrapped up in this gossip and these back and forth, you know, these power games with other um, high schoolers. But he was completely uh, not only different, but he was like breaking that pattern entirely. You couldn't get him to say a bad word about anybody. And it wasn't even that I got the impression often that he wasn't even thinking anything bad about anybody. It just didn't register. It was like his mind would not work in that way. And it was even more striking because this didn't come from a place of weakness. John was not a weak person. He was a multi-sport athlete. He played rugby in the spring. Uh, I believe he played football at one point. He was just like a strong, tough jock, basically, who um, happened to be a really good guy and you could not get him to say a bad word about anybody. So. Throughout our career together, like I said, coaches would always give him kind of, uh, they, they just had this spot, soft spot for him. Even though he wasn't super strong player, he always got onto the floor during games. He always got touches. He always got playing time. He was always given these big opportunities to play well. And in our city finals one season, um, I was actually hurt that year. So I was sitting out that game. I, I was getting surgery. Um, in our city finals, <laughs> John got put into the game in a critical moment, I think the third or early fourth quarter, and went on to hit three huge three-pointers in a row. Um, it was like all of that good karma that he had built up throughout his career just came blossoming uh, in this game. And he was given the ball three times in a row and hit three huge three-pointers. The whole school was buzzing the following day. We unfortunately lost that game, but the whole school was like buzzing about these huge, this huge moment that he had. Um, and everybody really loved him. So they loved seeing this happen. Um, our whole team loved him. We, we all just were really, really happy to see this happen. And uh, throughout my career, I remember being sort of um, confused at how easy success came to John. I, I remember being, um, I really loved the guy, but I was like a little envious. I was like, how is this happening? And like, what is it that's so different about John? Um, I'm sure that John didn't understand what we're about to talk about, but it was really the first shining example of what I would call the advanced law of magnetism that we reveal in Deep Game. And uh, specifically in the Deep Game Masterclass, we go into this. It's law number six, the law of magnetism, okay? And the law of magnetism states that the game comes to the player who does not try to pull the game towards himself. Now, that's the fundamental, <clears throat> fundamental law of magnetism, but... The advanced law of magnetism, what we're really saying there, if you're willing to look beyond the surface level, what we're really saying is that whatever you put out comes back to you, okay? Whatever you put out comes back to you. One of my teachers uh, once said, energy is a boomerang. Energy is a boomerang. So any energy, so to speak, that you're putting out, positive, negative, or otherwise, that same energy is coming back to you. John was putting out so much positivity and really very rarely or never put out negativity that only positive energy was fed back to him from players, from coaches, from girls, from uh, you know pretty much everybody who knew him. So in, and this is where it gets a little bit advanced, um, for we have known this for millennia, right? We've known it for millennia, and we we seem to have forgotten it in recent in recent day in, in our society. But 
Um, for thousands of years, Buddhist and Taoist practitioners have been speaking about the law of karma. And it's a very esoteric concept and sounds a little bit weird. It's hard to understand, but essentially it means that whatever you do will be done back to you. Or um, to, to go a little bit deeper, um, whatever you do is done, whatever you do to others is you are doing it to yourself. So I'll say that a little bit more clearly. Whatever you do to others, you are doing to yourself. Okay. This means that, again, anything you put out will come right back to you. And not to rely on this esoteric law of karma, we see this in literally in the law of physics and Newton's third law, um, which essentially means, uh, or the, the definition of Newton's third law is for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And I just pulled this definition. Um, I'll read it to you now. When one object exerts force on another object, the first object exerts a force that is equal in magnitude, but opposite in direction. And so to bring this into an example, if you're speaking badly about another person, that action that you're sending out will come right back in the opposite direction but e and equal in magnitude. So any bad words that you say about somebody else at some point immediate or uh, down the line in the future, those same that same negativity will come right back to you in an equal magnitude, okay? And this isn't just you know, an esoteric philosophical concept. This is a law of physics, okay? It's a law of physics. It's um, guaranteed. It may not be predictable in the sense of you say something bad and immediately some, somebody says something bad about you right back. That may happen, but most often it's more complex and harder to track than that. Um, but the point is, Anytime you're doing something along those lines, you're thinking a bad thought, you're doing something that might harm another person, if you're talking badly about somebody else, that is coming back to you, okay? Anything that you do to another, you're doing to yourself at some point in the timeline, okay? So that brings us to the obvious point, like why bother? <laughs> why bother speaking badly about another player when of course that doesn't make you any better, right? doesn't make you any better. It doesn't uh, make others feel better about you. It might, you know, get you engaged in some trash talk after practice or something like that, but it's not going to make your teammates like you more. It's not going to make them more impressed with you. You're not going to look better as a result of pushing somebody else down. No, you're going to look way worse and you're going to have that same negativity come right back to you. We see this really often with players who do this to their coaches talking badly and complaining about their coach, thinking negative thoughts towards their coach. Um, we've probably, almost everybody watching this video right now has done this, myself included, and it is the fastest way to have your coach feel exactly the same way about you. Coaches can't, uh, well, some coaches do, but most coaches at the uh, AAU and high school level um, probably aren't comfortable expressing that negativity right back, but it's going to come out in subtle ways, like not putting you into the game at a critical moment. Um, you know, the reason that John got into the game in that critical moment is quite honestly, our coach loved the guy. Everybody loved the guy. And he probably wasn't the best option to take those shots. There were better players on our team. And yet he was given the opportunity because he just had so much, um, we'll call it positive karma that he was given this opportunity. So what I want to point out now, and I'm going to give you a really powerful technique, um, what I want to point out now is that the Newton's third law or the law of karma or the law of magnetism or the boomerang or whatever you want to call it 
happens not just on an obvious level, but on a subtle level. So it's not just you act badly, you, you uh, perform a negative action that hurts somebody and it comes right back to you. Yes, that's the obvious one. It also happens on the level that we've been discussing, which is your words. If you say, speak badly about other people, they will be speaking badly right back, about, right back to you, um, often behind your back or in other ways, but that negative energy is coming right back to you. Um, it's a predictable or <laughs> it's, a, it's a concrete law of physics, okay? But the point that the ancient like Buddhist Taoist sages in history have been making is that it's also in your thoughts. It's also in your thoughts and these negative thoughts that you don't think are being projected out there carry the same energy it might not be the same weight as if you um, were expressing them in words and actions but those negative thoughts that you're sending out there are coming right back to you and so this brings uh it brings us to a really really important point which is that you kind of need to be running your brain in debug mode all the time and this is a practice that a lot of advanced practitioners of the deep game will speak about often, guys on our forum, uh, and so on and so forth. Running your brain in debug mode means noticing the thoughts as they come up, okay? Noticing the thoughts as they come up and then processing them so that over time, it's kind of like putting your mind through a strainer. You know, when you're straining something and all of the debris comes out the bottom, it's sort of like putting your mind through a strainer. So only the, um, only the positivity and only what is um, functionally helpful is left and all of the negativity can kind of be strained out and, and purified over time. So <laughs> this process of running your brain in debug mode where you're noticing the thoughts as they come up um, is one that... Again, you can, you can run it at all, all times, but there's a specific process that I wanna give you now, okay? And we call it notice, remember, replace. Notice, remember, replace. So whenever you see a, or you notice a negative thought about somebody come up, uh, let's say it's about your teammate, okay? So you have this negative thought about your teammate and maybe it's just the fact that they you were wide open and it was really obvious that you were wide open. Everybody saw you wide open and they didn't pass you the ball and they took a bad shot. You have this negative thought come up, um, you know, towards your teammate and you're really, really angry. It's a really charged thought. And as we know, the equal, uh, you know, anything that you're putting out there will come back to you in equal magnitude eventually. So <laughs> when this negative thought comes up, that's the, the first step is to notice that is it's come up. The second step is remember. So remember a time when you did the same thing. And it's almost guaranteed <laughs> that you have done something at least similar to whatever you are charged about, right? So remember a time when you didn't hit the open man and it was a clear, clearly a bad play and you made a mistake. As soon as you remember that, you can replace that charged energy, or, or really it kind of dissolves that charged energy where you're like, oh, okay, I've done the same thing before, <laughs> that's okay. Um, and you can replace it with positive feeling towards that person, meaning essentially forgiveness, um, understanding, and compassion towards that person and saying, okay, we, we all make mistakes, that's understandable, I've done it before, let's get back in the play and let's do this. And it's 
this program that can be, <coughs> excuse me, it's this program that can be running sort of at all times where you notice, remember, replace, notice, remember, replace. And initially it'll be a little bit, um, it'll take a little bit of mental effort to run this program, but eventually it's gonna happen of, of itself. It's gonna happen on its own. And you'll see these glimpses, these glimmers of negativity come up in your mind and they'll immediately get replaced with something more positive and something that um, you know is not so charged and is not gonna send this negativity back towards you, okay? So notice, remember, replace, run your brain on debug mode and be practicing uh, what we call in deep game, the law of magnetism or, you know, Buddhists and Taoists have called it the law of karma for many millennia. Uh, you know, scientists have called it the Newton's third law. Whatever you want to call it, the boomerang, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, practice this. Run your brain in debug mode and understand that anything you are doing to another, you are doing to yourself. Maybe not immediately, maybe not uh, in an hour or a day, but eventually it's coming right back to you because as my teacher said, energy is a boomerang. It's coming right back to you and every action has an equal and opposite reaction, okay? So hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully we explained it in simple enough terms. If you need any help, you can contact us, um, leave a comment, whatever you want to do. Um, we, we will be here to help you figure this out and practice this. The best place to go now is deepgame.com to take the masterclass and go a little bit deeper into the law of magnetism because it's one of those laws that um, when you do it right, not only are you making the game of basketball come so much more effortlessly to you, but you're making all of your relationships in your life come so much more effortlessly. Uh, you're not going to be facing all of this resistance from other people constantly. You're not going to be facing resistance from your coach all the time, from your teammates, from your friends, from your parents. When you practice the law of magnetism, it literally makes your entire life easier. It makes it brighter, happier, and just more pleasant. Um, and people will frankly, love you for it as they loved my teammate, John. <laughs> so go to deepgame.com now, take the masterclass. I really hope this helped you out, helped you out, and we will see you there.